Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back to Racing HQ. Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. We're broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel, uh, Prospect Highway out in Western Sydney. If you're in the area, come on down. Our very own Dave Stanley will be along to entertain the, the guests and, and those turning up at the pub this afternoon to have a great afternoon and back plenty of winners. So come on down if you're in the Seven Hills Hotel. It's been newly renovated and they've got a great sports bar, TAB facilities, cold beer and, and great food. Uh, text us now on the text line if you'd like to join in on Behind the Gates, which we're about to do now. 0419 We'd love to hear from you at home. If you're keen on backing something at Randwick today and like the uh, uh, second opinion or an opinion of our experts, send us through a text. We'd love to hear from you. We'll read them out on air and get the thoughts of our experts on Behind the Gates. Uh, Luke Marlowe's filling in for Darren Flindell this week. Darren's taking a little spell and uh, Luke stepping up to call Randwick. Good morning, Luke. Yeah, good morning, Anthony. Good morning, everyone. Great to be out here at Randwick. I'm in the broadcast box. We've got uh, just light clouds sort of rolling over at the moment. But um, I tell you what, haven't we been blessed with these good tracks? Um, catching up on all the videos for the for the past three weeks. Um, good four, good four, good four. It's been great. And I think that makes the form, Anthony, that little bit more uh, reliable and easy to line up. So I'm looking forward to this card today and all of the dis- discussion and well done to you, mate, on your efforts on Racing HQ during the week and Saturday. It's um, been a good stint for you. You've done a great job, and I'm looking forward to the day. And just for our Saturday audience that perhaps didn't hear you on earlier on in the week, Luke, how was your break you over the jet lag? You had a good trip away, uh, knocked off Royal Ascot as well. Yeah, it was great. Thanks, Anthony. Enjoyed the break, feeling really fresh. Um, the jet lag, though, I reckon I've only just come good, guys. Seven days uh, I've been yeah. back, and it... <laughs> it knocked me around. I mean, I'm pretty soft, I've got to say. Uh, what knocked no, me no, around even brutal, more? Isn't it? Oh, it's brutal, mate. Uh, and Queensland yep. getting rolled during the week. Just, uh, I didn't sleep that oh. well either. Even <laughs> even though we won the Shield, uh, it still hurts uh, when you get beat. They're yeah. all crowing, so uh, that didn't help the sleeping patterns. <laughs> nice, that added salt to the wound. Another man it who's did. back from a, a well earned spell is Brad Davidson. How long have you been on holidays for, Dave? Welcome back. Yeah, my, g'day Anthony, g'day everyone, uh, Hills and uh, Marlowe and everyone, yeah, just uh, a few weeks uh, there, so just been t- ticking along uh, behind the scenes, but I'm um, looking forward to this program today, and uh, fellas, I don't know what's happened while uh, we've been away for a little while, but I, I was down the, the local pub last night, and an avid listener, Bruce, stopped me, and uh, he, he gave me a bit of a rev up about the uh, about the Behind the Gates multi the last three or four weeks, he said they've just been going absolutely $27 prices and everything. Come on, guys. Oh. Sharpen it up oh, a little bit. Yep. Let's get one home. What's been happening, man? What, what have you allowed no, we'll, this we'll, to occur here? What's <laughs> happened? What's going on? I probably on? should have stepped in. I probably should have stepped in. Shane O'Cass oh. went rogue last week. He went rogue. He tipped a 60 to 1 chance. In the multi? It ran fifth. Yeah, it ran fifth or sixth. But to be fair, to be fair to Shane, Not a bad tip. he didn't let. The rest of us left him. The rest of us let it let the let the whole panel down because I don't think I, I can't even remember what mine done now. But um, it wasn't Shane that let us down. Put it that way, it wasn't him solely. He's finished fifth or sixth. It was called vilified. It was dead set eighty to one. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll push hey, on. The I think band's back together. A, the band's back together, boys. We'll be right. I, I think today's <laughs> is a bit more realistic. Just having a having a look at it. I've seen the multi. I think it's a bit more realistic. Yeah. Um, Hurls is with us as well. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm going well, thanks. <laughs> Marlowe's feeling crook for a week, jet lag, spare me. He's been on a five-week lager out tour. 
I'm so sorry, mate. Honestly, it, it's completely <laughs> rattled me. I've had nightmares. I'm not sure why, but uh, nightmares. The sleeping patterns have been disrupted. Earls, are, I don't know what's doing. I, um, Let's... I, uh, my partner's daughter got home at 9 o'clock in the morning the other week, and I said, that would knock me around for a week. <laughs> oh, that's a good it. stint. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, All Anthony, right, guys, I'm... Let's... I've got something to – I need to pull my head in. I'm whinging about jet lag. <laughs> I mean, there, there's, yeah. there's bigger problems in the world, isn't there? I mean, that, that's probably not something I should be complaining about. I've had, I've had a good you're break, guys, and I'm You're already getting hammered on the text line too, mate. I deserve it. You're I get, deserve it. You're getting hammered. Someone's carved good. you up already. Marlo that's okay. is cast. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's 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 get into it, and we'd love to hear from you, so send us a text on the text line, 0419 If you'd like to have a bet at Ramwick today and you want a second opinion or the opinion of our experts, shoot us through a text. We'd love to hear from you. We'll read them out on air. Our first text coming through, no name on this one, but good morning, lads. Race one at Ramwick, number 12, Colours of Autumn. I'm talking through my kick here. Thought it was very unlucky first up and absolutely strangled to the line. Good chance, but I want your thoughts. Uh, that's race one, horse number 12. Hurls, any money for it? Colours of Autumn? And I can tell you that Lil Pump has been best back. It's one of the best back runners on the card. Uh, as far as the 12 is concerned, the Colours of Autumn, you know, I went up 23, 18 to 19. You get 480 the drum. Hmm. Marlo, what did you think? Well, the interesting thing about it is it went 23 to 14 straight away. So a smart account stepped in and they obviously saw the replay of last start where it was a tragedy, guys, wasn't it? I mean, we'll never know if she would have won. Um, I'm inclined to, to safely say would definitely have run top two and been fighting out the race there with Mad Deal. So, look, you've got to be very forgiving. I'd say to that listener, if if you went through the torture last start, you, you've got to back up today at the price, don't you? I mean, it's it's outside the market. You're getting uh, $19 about Colours of Autumn. Just outside the top four for me, I was close to getting a, in there somewhere. But just the draw, I'm a little bit worried about the map. Um, but, guys, oh, I found this race a head wreck. I, I found a lot of angles where... Uh, we don't know how good some of these horses are that are lightly raced. I mean, I had a look at the Taree winner, Lady Soames, that won so easily there and maps well, and I just thought you, you're going to relish the 1,400 metres. But I think you've probably got a side with the proven Saturday metropolitan form, and that's up the top with the likes of Canadian Ruler and the Little Pumper. The only reason I'm not tipping the Little Pumper is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Davo, but was that track he won on last start at Canterbury, was that an, another advantageous rail? A little bit. It wasn't massive, but, um, okay. yeah, I mean, it's always, I always mark it down a little bit from that, even if it's if it's not saying it is massive on the day, because I just think it is the, the plum spot, isn't it, leading at Canterbury, mm. being softly, zipping home in 34.5. It's all, it looks great on paper, but um, at the same time, you kind of it's one of those tracks where you, that's where you want to be you want to be there or you want to be third defense if you can get out of that position but yeah look I, I went with the little pumper just simply because I kind of left with him um but I'm with you Luke I, I thought it was a race with plenty of queries there's so many of these that are going to really appreciate the step up to seven furlongs just trying to find which ones that they are and the little pumper's got that little theory on on whether he will run it, run it out so you know, I thought Private Legacy was a, was a chance if it jumps. Um, I wouldn't talk the, the listener out of Colours of Autumn, for sure. You've made the case there. But the map's obviously a little query. But 
I think the track will play pretty fair today, even with the 11-metre rail. Um, we've only had a, a few 11-metre rails in the last two years. One's been fenced in run, the other one's been very fair. So I could go either way, but, um, yeah, look, I thought it was a tough race to start with. Little pumper on top, but I wouldn't talk out of much in that race. Just a quick right, observation so, uh, from the broadcast box, Manto. Yeah. A little bit worn. Yeah. Uh, we'd expect that winter time. Uh, these tracks here, even though we haven't had a lot of rain, uh, we know that during winter, if it does get that little bit, uh, it can sort of not recover as well. And you don't get the grass growth because of the cold weather. I'm no track manager, but just, just looking at it, a little bit worn sort of toward the inside there. So um, the answer's a pineapple on what that means um, for the day. But uh, we'll wait and see. As Davo said, that rail's had a long way today. So we've got to keep that in mind, don't we, mate? Well, definitely monitor. It's been a while since spinning up that uh, 10 or 11 metre position, but for that listener, Colours of Autumn, the, the guys certainly couldn't talk you out of Colours of Autumn. Uh, I know it got beat at Kembla Grange, but I remember looking at that race in depth. That was about as strong a Kembla maiden as you'll see. Um, I think there'll be a fair bit of form that comes out of that. Obviously, Mad Deal's lining up, and it's a $9 chance in that same race, but no, it couldn't talk you out of Colours of Autumn at good odds. Our next uh, text comes through from Sven from Green Point. Uh, good on you, Sven. Thanks for listening to the show. Hi, Anthony. Love the show. Is it just me, or have they put up the wrong price about Kashana? Race 10 was a $50,000 euro Aquana purchase. Her form over there, this is in France, was very good and started short in most of her races. She's trialled very well. Thoughts? We've seen a couple of these get licked recently. Um, uh, that Masquerade comes to mind. It's been beaten a couple of times, and it came out with, with strong form um, in, in, in Europe. So, yeah, they're always tricky ones, these ones. Firstly, Hurls to you. Race 10, horse number 10. Any money for Kashana? Obviously not. <laughs> no, you, you pick well, up here. Mate, you pick up here. Apologies, no, no, I'm here. Uh, Kashana, $23. No, barely written a bean on it. Told you. Okay, Marlo, what do you think of it? How did it trial? I haven't seen its trial. Oh, it trial no, it trialled well. It trialled well. So you can sort of line up American President, uh, which is in the same race here, guys, and has changed stables uh, to Bjorn Baker. They're in the same trial, and... Um, I'll completely put my hand up and be honest here. I've got no idea what it's going to do. Mm. Uh, I, I don't. I really don't. It's got French form. The trial visually, I've got no issue with. Um, appeared to me to be strong on the line. Uh, the rider, Rory Hutchings, he, he had a decent hold on it. Um, and you've got to remember, Rory's a heavyweight rider, so it would have carried a little bit more weight in that trial. But first up in Australia, a 1,000 metres is short of what she's been racing over recently. Uh, we haven't seen it for 368 days. I think you've got to use the market as a guide there and, and just sort of play it that way. But if you like the trial, I'm, I'm not going to, for a second, talk a listener, Sven, um, out of a 20-to-1 pop on debut in Australia off a handy trial and a lightly raced horse joining a good stable. No way I'll, I'll talk you out of having something on. But I've actually found something outside the market here as well. I agree with Davo's comments during the week. He's been bagging Passagiata. Uh, at the price, and I, I, th- I think he's right. I, I think he's right. She was the wrong favourite. I mean, Omni Man beat her comprehensively in the lead-up race, and uh, I can't really see her turning the tables, guys, despite the weight swing. I think she's been a hype horse because of how brilliantly she's barrier-trialled and put these big margins, and she's so fast that I think she's been priced on hype a little bit, and if you want to back her, wait, you'll get a better price. Um, but Tri-State is the horse I've found. 
thought that was a bomb trial. I think Anthony Cummings' stable is going along nicely under the radar. He had a nice winner during the week at Gosford. And I've always had a, a little bit of an opinion of this bloke, and I think he's a good 1,000-metre horse, fresh last preparation. He was finishing third behind Shades of Rose. I know he was beating a margin there, but second up he ran 0.7 to Remark at 1,100 metres. So the way he's trialled, I think he's come back well. He'll get a beautiful run. I think he's a fantastic each-way play in the last, just looking for that DF, uh, Davo. But uh, I respect the Omni-Man form line. He'll be a great chance, and go ahead and tip him. Uh, look, it's just a great race to bet into, isn't it, I think, because, um, you know, Passage Yard is still there hanging on to favouritism. They're taking all week and probably take another few hours for her uh, not to be favourite anymore. So it's one of those that, that the market's reacting slowly, but um, if you've made the case around her, is yes, she gets the weight swing, but let's be fair income here. I mean, she's just got no strength at all in the last 100 metres of her races. I mean, Miss Austin was taking ground off her late when she won it here at 1,000 metres first up. Miss Austin would be 40, you know, 40 to 1 here. So um, not for me at all with her. Um, and, you know, Adam Hieronymus has come out during the week and said, uh, we've had a few runs on Omni-Man now. We'll be putting the pressure on Passagiata. So it oh, went yeah. past it like it, you know, it, it, it was standing still the other day. And, and Passagiata's just shown that she doesn't have that strength late. She's the high horse and she's, well, I marked a seven dollars, and I thought that was being being uh, generous, to be honest. So um, I now I think we've just got an issue with some audio there. Davo's uh, dropped out. Yeah, I'm unsure. Uh, What's that? Are you still? Le- I think you just dropped out. I hope that wasn't my end, guys. But uh, we've just been having a few audio issues. But Davo, you got to to saying, "Gee, you priced a seven dollars. Um, that's that's decent effort." Yeah, Passagiata. I, I struggled to get it much shorter than, than sort of six fifty seven dollars to be honest. And look, Poker Jack for me, I, I thought was the value in the race at, at sort of that eleven dollar mark. He, he's trialled like a an absolute bomb fresh here, and he, first up last preparation, he produced a rating that that makes him top pick here with fifty four on his back. He trails his hot speed, and uh, he's won here at Ramwick before as well. I think he'll run really well. But I backed him and Omni Man. I, I thought they were the two, and uh, I'm with you. I think. Tristate, Troach and Ribonacci are sort of next best. I'll be throwing them in quaddies and you could definitely spec away if you're looking for roughies out wide. But yeah, like I said, super keen to take on the, the favourite here. If, if, if she's not the tableau of the day later this morning, I'll be very, very surprised. Yeah, understand. Is anything here going to figure outside of winter or do you think this is sort of where they're at at this stage? I think, well, I mean, you know, the likes of Troach has beaten Lady Laguna in, in the past, so you know, potentially a horse like her could could go on to better things. You know, we, we see these these resumers, Tri-State, you've made the case there. He's, he's been a, a nice horse, hasn't he, with former round Remark, mm. Shades of Rose and Mount Thai. So I think the resumers are probably the ones that, that could go on to better things, where Omni-Man, I mean, he could potentially. I mean, he's unbeaten it at, at, at 1,000 metres, so he's a, he's a good little speedster. But I think, it, look, it's a, it's a decent winter race, and we'll, we'll see in, in terms of the, the spring aspect, uh, I suppose, after today. Mm. understand. No, it's an interesting race. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it, how it unfolds a little bit later on. Uh, we've got another uh, text here on the text line. Uh, morning, guys. Been in Hawaii two weeks doing it hard because I can't bet on tab from here. Got back to the country, New South Wales, and Sky Sports Radio was um, on how good. So that is uh, – there's a little hack there, isn't there, Davo? The VPN, uh, surely uh, that uh, you could – you can still jag something from Hawaii if you know how. 
think there is the yeah the VPN. The VPN. <laughs> yeah, and also you can watch it on the TVG over there, can't you? I think they've got like I remember being in Hawaii for my honeymoon a year and a half ago, and when uh, the wife was out doing a bit of shopping, I was there watching a, a race at Hawkesbury <laughs> on a Thursday on TVG. So that was outstanding. I know that I was uh, having a bet from Italy in Sorrento. Uh, don't worry about that, punters. Uh, there's, a, there's a way. There's a will. There's a way. A text here about race nine, guys, and Logan Street Lion. Uh, morning, boys. Welcome back. Thoughts on Logan Street Lion in race nine. He's got a good second up record. Adam Hieronymus aboard. And that's from Nick in Newcastle, Davo. Uh, I've actually got him on top. I think he'll be fitter here after having the, the gap between runs. It, it sort of screams of setback last start. And now that he's got that run under the belt, I think he'll be uh, sharply improved. Yeah, he just managed to get a, a beautiful run as well, doesn't he, here? He's always been a pretty progressive type of horse. He's got a, a great lightly race or good record, five five wins from 15 overall and, and four seconds. So he's been in the top two at nine at 15 overall, I Thought the run behind uh, Attractable was, was solid. And as you said, since he's had that run back now with the two-week gap, he, he looks uh, well-placed. But I think I'll go the 180 because this is a cardboard job, isn't it? I mean, yeah. this is the hardest race of the day by that far. It's not funny. I think I went eight mm. in the quaddy here when I was doing my quaddy because I just thought, you know, going down the list here, I thought Attractable could win if it runs out 1,800. Bold Mac gets the suck run. He's hit and miss, but... He's definitely capable. First in line, was terrific first up and has trialled well since, so looks sharp enough to stay at this trip. Logan Street line, you've made the case. Max Snell is very consistent on speed horse. I've actually got him on top, and then you go right through, and you've got King of the Castles there. Welsh legend, I think, has had excuses this preparation. So you can make, you know, even wild chaps um, not going too badly. So you can make a make a case for most of them. I found it the, the toughest race of the day, but... Um, wouldn't talk you out of Logan Street line, but for me, I've gone with uh, Max Snell without any confidence on top. Hurls, anything to say? I've always got something to say, you know that. Uh, <laughs> Logan Street line, yeah, I, th- I thought it improved by the run as well. It's a tough race, mm. but yeah, I'd have it on top as well. Yeah, I'm with him just, just banking on the fact that he, he appears to map pretty well and I think he's going to be improved from that run last start. But, yeah, I think to that listener, Nick from Newcastle, mate, uh, I think you could have something on Logan Street Lion there each way and he'll give you some sort of side, I would have thought. Text here about Vienna Princess, guys. Hey, guys, can we get a spiel about Vienna Princess? Up in distance and wider gate, hard luck last start naturally. And that's in the middle of the program, boys, as I fish around Mm. trying to just find what race it is. It's race number six. Race six. She's currently three forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davo, I might come to Hurls first because it appears that she's going to get the blows. Hurls. She's just starting to soften up a little bit today. Yeah, and that's because they're backing everything in the race. To be honest with you, even brutality, fair income. Um, Pizarro back up from Melbourne. It's seven fifty. As is Zushak. Major Artie at six. Battleton. He won last week. You believe that. Uh, Cosmic Nerva, yeah, every single runner, barring brutality, is in single figures. Hmm. What do you think, Brad? Oh, look, I think, look, it was documented the other day that she was luckless, wasn't she, at Rose Hill over the 1500. There's no doubt about that. I think if she gets a crack at them, she wins. My only niggle is the run prior, look, they went hard, set it up for her, and, and she looked super impressive. But she did only beat either or who sort of had the run since, had the, the soft lead and wasn't able to get the job done in weaker grades. So 
I think this is a, is a deeper race. Um, I think she's the one to beat. She's just got a little bit of a, a tricky draw, what they do map-wise, but we'll see. But I think the small field definitely helps her there. Look, just when I was doing it early in the week, I, I just put Major Artie on top when he was sort of $11, $9. He's not that price anymore, but I kind of just left him there because I went, I think he'll just drift a little bit later um, and we might get sort of $7, $8. I think his trials have been terrific and, I think his form lines have got a bit more substance. You just look, you know, second behind Banju, and you're looking at Vienna Princess coming off sort of that either-or and, and races like that. I just think there's a bit more substance in his form, and he, he's got the go-to jockey on the program here, guys. Um, Zach Lloyd, yeah. I mean, he's got the claim. Gibbons doesn't have that claim anymore. And, look, there's been a tremendous battle all year, hasn't it, between those two? And I know Gibbons has got the the three wins over over Lloyd in that premiership race at the moment. But I was having a look at the stats last night. It's it's to be honest, it's it's surprising that Zach's so close. I mean, D- Dylan's had more than two hundred more rides than Zach has in, in the metro uh, region. You look at their strike rates, Dylan's about fourteen percent and Zach's twenty one percent a higher strike rate than J Mac in the city mm. this uh, season. So you know, when you look at those stats you, you kind of go, Wow, how how good has Zach been? I mean Dylan's been amazing himself but uh, you know, you get you got that kilo and a half that, that Dylan doesn't have anymore, and you're just going to get the right run here, Major Artie. I think he'll run really well fresh. His figures last prep stack up nicely too. So, look, I landed with him, but um, I, I sort of haven't backed him because I'm really worried about Vienna Princess. She's just got that sharp turn of speed, and you can even make cases for Cosmic Minerva. He's just his own worst enemy, though, isn't he? He seems to miss the jump, and, and that makes it hard mm. for him. But Major Artie for me, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't talk you out of Vienna Princess. She'll go close. We've got a market oh. for the Sydney Apprentices jockey, and uh, Zach Lloyd at two dollars, and Dylan Gibbons at one seventy-five. And what's the two winners separating them at the moment? Gibbons on sixty-five, and Zach Lloyd at sixty-three. So Zach Lloyd, uh, yeah, still has the claim. Dylan Gibbons uh, has lost that claim, obviously, and Zach's the favourite in the jockeys' challenge today as well. Dave, getting back to your point about the amount of rides, you know why that is, don't you? Is that the, yeah, because he's been off uh, suspended? <laughs> it's his own doing. Yeah. It's his own doing. He's he's spent half of the season on the sidelines. I mean, yeah. if he, it'd be all over if uh, if Zach never got a suspension. But I think he's had twelve suspensions in the last twelve months. And Hurls, I'm glad you brought that market up. That's the only reason you're not unloading the two dollars. Uh, the two dollars is immoral if he can stay out there until the end of the season, but he's had two reprimands in the last week as well. So, Absolutely uh, loves the jockey's room, uh, the steward's room, doesn't he? Fair income. Malcolm Johnson-like. Well, he's, he's a competitor. That's that's the thing. He's a competitor, and he, he wants to win at all costs, but he's still yeah, learning like and just getting that. He's, getting it out, he's got to get it out of his system if he's going to make it as a senior because momentum is key in Sydney. If you lose momentum when you're a senior jockey, you're, you're cast. But there's no doubt his ability. He really can ride. And so too, Dylan. Uh, he's he's had an amazing season, including a Group 1. So it's an interesting battle, but that'll be the, the key over the next little while if, if Zach can... I mean, there's only two weeks to go, but uh, if a suspension would be very, very costly as the finish line draws to a to a close. And I just wanted to go back to Cosmic Minerva too, Davo. I mean, this is a new thing, isn't it? How how badly he's beginning. I know he's done it at stages throughout his career, but both times this preparation, he has been very scratchy and distraught, and it's been his own fault. He hasn't been checked or anything. He he's just not clearing the gates at all well. 
No, exactly right. And it was funny because he did it a few times, as you said, throughout his career earlier, but he was sort of hit and miss. And then this preparation, I thought he's actually jumping out really well at the trials. And I thought, well, you've ironed that out. And then at both his runs, he's missed it. And generally when they get in that habit, I find it really hard to get out of it. And I always penalise horses harshly because of it until I see them get out of that habit because they're just on the back foot as soon as the gates open and you just need so much to go right. So um, until I see him start jumping cleanly, I, I just need to sort of be around him, particularly at those shorter quotes. You know, when you're taking sort of $4 in prices like that, you don't want horses that are going to be missing the jump. And um, that's what he's definitely developing a habit of doing. Spot on. Now, I'm not being rude and just brushing Manton uh, and trying to take oh, over. I just sent him a text. <laughs> I just sent him a text <laughs> that I said, you've been brushed. It's nah, not... We've had a few issues, but he's back. back. He's back online. And, Mando, just to give you an update, we've talked about... Yeah, what we up to? Yeah, mate, we've talked about race six. Uh, we had a text about Vienna Princess, which we've covered off on. We also yep. covered off on uh, the text about Logan Street Line from Nick uh, from Newcastle. Right. And as I pass it back to you, I'll just read this one. Hey, lads, good to hear the band is back together. Hopefully the multi can get up today. The panel must have thought it was to run top eight with one of their selections over the past two weeks. And where is your Queensland spirit now, Marlo, to get you through? Go the Blues. Cheers, Ryan. Good on you, Ryan. Yeah, last week was very ambitious. It was, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> a real throw at the stumps. From the... I love it. Hey, it was Ryan. a real throw at the stumps. Just on that. Come on, fair dinkum. Right, here we go. Who cares? Cup on the other night. Like, the, the series is over. You, you can't go <laughs> Blues and you've got blocks oh, on the line. <laughs> Don't upset them, Dave. They've got to give them something. Like winning the preseason cup, nobody cares when it's when it's Bit done of sympathy. and uh, We felt no, sorry for him. We tanked. We tanked. We gave like, him that one. Spoken like a, a proud West Australian, Dave. Yeah. You never grew up with a state of origin, so you don't know what you're talking about. You stepped out of your crease. Yeah. You stepped well out of your crease. Johnny <laughs> Bairstow. The difference I, is um, we had a stack of South players there last week. That's uh, that's that was yeah. the difference. Cody Walker, Ben Ingham. How good what is a he? player. Yeah, hey guys, I'll I'll pick up from here and we'll um we'll push on with behind the gates and yeah, big thanks to you, Luke. It's great to have a, a former host that can step in when, <laughs> yeah, when, when the ship goes down and what happened? Who, who's these... cut the wires? Has Stanley cut the wires there or something? He it's could have done well, cord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could very well have uh, cut the cord, um, Stanley. We, we're broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel out in Western Sydney. It's a they've done a, a new reno and Dave's the special guest if. He's the special guest. I was going to say if you can believe that, but he, he is yeah. a special guest. And uh, <laughs> well, if they've done the reno, mate, can can you tell them to put a bit of Wi-Fi in? I mean, <laughs> yeah. any chance? No, we're, we're back. <laughs> our, our tech Benny Whedon was working hard, and we're, we're back and, and good to go. Um, we're up to race number eight, then, guys. We've got a text come through from Russell from Penrith, who's a loyal listener. Morning, boys. Just wondering on your thoughts on uh, Tazarel race eight. Uh, what price is it now, Hills? This is an interesting one because. Um, he sort of only had those three runs last preparation, former Irish horse, three runs last prep. Obviously, they weren't um, entirely happy with him because he, uh, he was spelled, but his trials have looked sharp. I did spot him at the trials. Any money for him, Hills? Uh, it's, it's solid. Um, I would suggest, like all of these imports or former imports, that you watch the market closer to the uh, start time, $7 to $8.00. Uh, I tell you what, Stonecoat is off the charts this morning. It's 4.40 into 3.60. Now, when we did the preview about 8 o'clock, you know, uh, Priscilla Styler held the most amount of money on the card. Uh, it's now Stonecoat. So um, 
yeah, we'll, we can talk about Stonecoat if you like as well. Um, I asked Brad Gray this morning, Davo and uh, and Luke, was it uh, a case of uh, the other horse turning it up last start, Exceladus, it looked that's at home, or Stonecoat kicked back, and uh, Brad was of the opinion that it kicked back? I think it was both. I mm. think Exceladus was peaking slash uh, having a think, and Stonecoat was continuing to fight. So I reckon it was a little bit of both, mate, to be honest. Um, but either way you look at it, gee, he was brave, wasn't he, Stonecoat? Mm. Yeah, he was just it tough. It certainly so. was, and it was one of, I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times as well, of a Saturday it, in town, it's one of the biggest drifts I've ever seen, 380, and it jumped at, at SP to $8. Jeez, and I hate that with Gay and Adrian's yeah. horses too. I think the market gets their horses right a lot of the time, so that would have, would have petrified me if... If I was getting involved on Tazrael, guys, I've got a pretty good feel for this horse. I think he's a work in progress. He's definitely got something. He's a little bit aggressive. You even see him there, his last Canterbury trial. He likes to get on the bridle early. I think they'll probably, well, I I don't want to guess, actually. I'm not sure what they do from the draw. Do they just let him roll and, and bowl up towards the lead, or do they try and settle him? I think it might be sort of allow him to adopt his racing style of last preparation and roll forward but they'd love to just get this horse to switch off a little bit because I think he's been expending some of his energy in his races and he's lacked a finish but uh, I'm keen to see him at his second Australian preparation what he can do guys Um, don't think there's much in it in this race I'm going to tip my old mate Grace Alastyler I've been with him and with him and with him this is his dead set race if he can't win today I'm not sure when his next victory will come. He just maps perfectly. He parks there. He gets the, the claim for Lloyd, and he's racing super. I think this is his chance, Davo, to crack one. Yeah, look, I, I agree. I think he should be favourite. Um, I'm surprised that Stonecoat's into, into favourite. I mean, he's got the upside. That That's the key with Stonecoat. But fair income, I mean, the time was terrible with a capital T there the other day at, at Ramwick. Um, it was it was just not strong at all, and... and Exiladis, I know him well enough to go, no star, you're kind of a Saturday, sort of midweek Saturday type of horse. So I'm with Grisilla, Styler and uh, and Silent Agenda. I thought they were the two. I think Silent, I think the gap between Stonecoat and Silent Agenda is far too big. I mean, Silent Agenda gets a, I get a two and a half kilo swing on Stonecoat from the other day, and I actually thought he was the better run. Um, Stonecoat's got to the front, sort of done his thing, kicked and... and, and sort of fought back and got the job done, sure. But you look at Solon Agenda's two runs this preparation, he, he's jumped out of the gates really well. And they've just had to snag him right back to basically last on both occasions since that freshen up. And he savaged the line. He had no luck at all there last time out as well. And it was really strong. He gets to a mile. He gets barrier number one. He's going to be right on uh, the back of Stonecoat this time. He's going to be a length off it instead of five lengths off it. And, you know, he only beaten two and a half behind it last time out. He made up two and a half. So... I'd, and, and gets the weight swing. I think he's the value play in the race, and I've had something on Grisilla Styler as well because my only n- niggle with him is just 1,600 metres. Will he run it out strongly? He's had one crack at it and hasn't, but I think he's profiling like he will. He gets Lloyd. He gets 56 and a half. Um, I think he's a. I think he's probably level ability-wise with Stonecoat, and he gets, what, five and a half kilos off, off that horse here. So... Yeah, I back Priscilla Styler and uh, Silent Agenda. I thought they were the two. In terms of Tazarel, second Aussie prep, trialling well. It all profiles nicely. 
but 1,600 metres first up, I just don't like that setup. Um, I think there's too much risk involved there with those types of horses at 1,600 fresh. So for me, six and seven, they're the two bets. And Stonecoat, you he, he got to go in the quaddy. He's progressive, but I think he's too skinny. All right, I hope that uh, answers uh, the question for Tazarel for, for that listener. He's been very well found, I must admit, for a horse that, you know, he had a modest preparation first time around, but 750, he's been very well found, and um, perhaps uh, perhaps they might like to just see him run today. Okay, guys, got a few texts coming through regarding the highway. So race number three, we've got a text from Dave from West Hoxton. Morning, boys. Thoughts on Melody again and the Tab Highway. Trial well. Mitch Bell's only ride for the day. Dave from West Hoxton. Also got a text come through from a listener regarding Dernstein and the highway. Had big wraps. Looks ready to go after a nice first up run at Gosford. Thoughts on the highway. And Mitch from um, Harrington Park also text in about uh, Dernstein as well and the Tab Highway. So a couple of listeners um, asking about that race. So race three, I spoke to Scott Singleton this morning um, on Racing HQ about Melody again. She's first up. Yep, she trialled really well. Gate one, and she's not a, uh, a a filly that's blessed with a great amount of gate speed. She's generally out the back, so that might be her biggest pattern, um, and she generally needs a little bit of room as well. So gate one, when she's got no speed, and she, she might just be out the back and spotting them a bit of a start. I think that's why you're getting sort of $8, because my opinion, I think she's the best horse in the race. Only my opinion, I think she's the best horse in the race, but market doesn't necessarily reflect that. Hurls, um, what's happening here? They backed Iron Will early on. He's sort of steady now. He's found his mark by the looks of it. Yeah, absolutely, because this is off the charts now, Zaru. It's $9 into $5 this morning. Dave from West Hoxton, I suspect that's my brother. Morning, mate. Um, it's 7.50 to 8.50 back to $8, but it's going to sort of hold its mark or, or drift somewhat because of the support for Zaru. It's uh, $9 into $5. I'm Will, 4.40, bottom down to $4, it's back to 4.60. But best act there is Zaru. Gee, that's, they've hammered that in the last half hour. Hmm. Yeah, he's, what, he's a reliable... I think he's always in the mix in these races, Manto. I mean, he's a reliable highway performer. And Hurls, do you mean your actual... He's a reliable actual... place getter. Oh, he is, he is. Um, but two it, wins you know, and 32 he's... starts. Yeah, I understand that too. Um, I'm not tipping him. I've got him in the tips because I, I think he's just going to run well. He's a good measuring stick in these races. But back to that text, um, is that your actual blood brother, Hurls, or just yeah, a mate? Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. So... He, hasn't got a, he hasn't got a good head of hair like mine, and he does his buttons up, so he's a bit of a weirdo. But, yeah, not a bad bloke. The, the only reason I ask is um, I'd just like to say to him on the airwaves, um, sympathies from all of us. Um, he's obviously had a tough life. Uh, the hell's bad. I think that I'm going to upset John from Mudgee here as well, who's, who's just text, boys, please don't have a highway horse in the multi. It's always hard to find, etc. And John, you're right. And we made a rule. And guess what? It's not by choice. Uh, the way we construct these multis is we've got to sort of lob in different races to appease mm. our our great friends at the tab who are our partners and tab corp actually employs myself so <laughs> i'm not potting them but i'm just saying that they're not the bravest at times our men in there um, even though we love them uh, we're not allowed to double up etc so i was sort of left gasping i was last cab off the rank to pick my leg and 
I just want to agree with Manto in the fact that I think she is the best horse in the race. And, yep, little tease, guys. She's going to be my leg of the multi this week. It's going to be a bit of an ugly watch. Ooh. Gate one settling back. Gone I rogue. know. I know. But I just oh, I wouldn't know. say that's rogue. It's not a rogue tip. No, it's not completely yeah, rogue, but, but it's a, breaking our rule. Agreement. I know. Agreement. Mm. I know. I know. Oh, about no highway runners yet. No yeah. highways, yeah. I'm breaking anyway. the rule. Okay, I solemnly swear I've got my hand on my heart and my hand raised here in the box, guys. If this misses <laughs> top four, I solemnly swear to you, I will never, ever again tip another highway horse for the multi-leg. I promise, okay? This is the no, last one. we got that on record. This is the last one. I think this is a good horse. The trial manto was sensational. And if you remember, yep. last preparation, she had a mid-preparation trial, and it was pretty steady, guys. She got back mm. and... You know, it was it was okay, but this was explosive. They got her out to the mile last preparation, and Scott Singleton's always thought that she's going to want ground. But, I mean, she failed at 1,600 metres. Was that the wet track, or was that her telling us, no, guys, I'm actually a get-back run-on 12, 1,400-metre horse? We'll find out this preparation, but I really think that fresh here with good speed in a highway, they're going to run along, guys. She can be really charging home, and... Um, I'm just banking on her, so uh, I actually quite think I actually think eight dollars. It's a good opportunity to have a go. Um, I'd encourage our listeners to have a bet on her today each way, and uh, I certainly have. And I think she'll run well, Dave. I know that's been a long-breathed summation, but I'm feeling the guilt over breaking our rules. I mean, you know, I I'm a team player. I, I respect everything that the team wants, and I've gone rogue a little bit here, haven't I? Yeah, uh, chiming into a highway for the multi. You have. I was surprised when I did see that come through this morning, considering our uh, correspondence on highways in the past. I know. <laughs> uh, look, <laughs> a couple of things in her favour, though, is, is with that rail out, if this track does play fence in run, well, she's going to be there, gate one. And I know she's missed the jump in the past and she's drawn one, so she's going to be in there for a long way. But a positive was I actually thought she jumped pretty well in that Musselbrook trial. So maybe, you know, there's a bit of hope there that she doesn't actually blunder it as badly as she did last preparation. She seemed to actually get out of the gates really well. It was a wide barrier, so, you know, that, they're the concerns. But you, you, I think the listener makes a good point as well that Mitch Bell comes to town for the, the ride and for the only ride. That's always a, a positive as well. So um, if she gets a crack at him, I, I've got her in my top four. I landed on Iron Will just simply because of the... I think he's got a bit of depth in those those sort of highway races last preparation behind Mogo Magic and, um, you know, even even three- and four-year-old benchmark grey behind another cognac. 1,200 fresh with 58 and a half for concern off one soft trial, but thought he trialled nicely and I landed on him. I am a little bit surprised at how much Zaru's firm, but um, considering he's so well exposed and we, we really know a lot about the horse, he hasn't got any improvement. But, look, he was great against the pattern second up. And maybe they're just really gravitating to Zach Lloyd today as well. From that good gate, he's going to be closer and finds the right sort of run for sure. But he's going to run his honest race. But if there's something with upside that's going on to better things, and they'll, they'll knock him off late because he's, he's just, you know, that, that's him. He's, he's there. He's going to run well. Um, but, yeah, look, interesting race. I'm well for me, but I've got uh, Zaru and Melody in my top four numbers. All right, uh, so there's the thoughts on the highway. I had a couple of texts coming through regarding uh, all about Roy as well and just a, a quick comment <laughs> on him. What are you laughing at? No, no, you just mentioned some of the texts and I'm just reading them. Uh, I'd love to read this one. Marlo, shut up. Give the real tipsters a go. <laughs> Apologise <laughs> to that listener. I'm, I'm shutting up now. <laughs> well, I can't repeat copy. what someone called me last week. Fair dinkum. Oh, I love it. They always you give me a nice welcome back. Today. Yeah, yeah, good. 
It's a bit un- it. unfair, I think, Marlow, to be honest. But anyway. Yeah, they're upset as we won the series. Good judge. Yeah, good well, job. maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe they're just dirty on you because you're a Queenslander. That's maybe that's where it starts and finishes. Um, a couple of texts coming through regarding all about Roy. Just wanting to get some feedback on him. He, he actually got nutted by Acapella Sun at Wagga a couple of starts ago, and then has won a race since. So that Acapella Sun's looking pretty good because that horse mm. not, not only went on and won a highway, but performed quite well at benchmark level last week. So yeah, it's uh, it's got a great chance. I, I couldn't talk you out of it now. Look, did we do race five? We've got a uh, text come through for race five, High Dubai. Hi, guys. What's your thoughts on High Dubai? Um, looks to uh, looks to get to the front, uh, but there's a bit of pressure there. And can it run out of 12? Can it run, run out a strong 1,200 metres? That's from a dasher from Bathurst. Uh, it, what price High Dubai now, Hurls? Uh, was popular it's this favorite. morning, is she? Yeah. Yeah, so she's been popular. It's really well back. Yeah, uh, $4 into three ten. And that pattern continues. We'll start favourite, but Tintuki's right on the Tamar. It's three seventy to three fifty. What do you reckon, Marlow? Can, can she run out a strong 1,200 with a bit of pressure? She's sort of only been tested at it once, and she failed at Gosford, but that was, you know, only a second start. What are your thoughts? Oh, why don't you ask the real tipsters? <laughs> well, I consider you a real tipster, despite what the listeners might say. You've been doing this uh, long enough. <laughs> uh, look, uh, to be fair, with the listeners, right, I'm, I'm a race caller slash, you know, poxy host. So uh, he's, he's got a point. But I actually think, or she, um, I think that it will run the trip, Manto, high Dubai. Um, she, it's a... It's a brave horse. It, it gets on speed. Mm. Zach Lloyd's claim is going to be there a long way. I think this is probably the right race for Tintuki, though, guys, uh, as far as oh, yeah. my top selection goes. I think this is a race. She's drawn two awkward barriers, this preparation and being restrained and really hit the line beautifully. I think she's afforded the chance to pop out, race that little bit closer. She's third up into a preparation. I love that. Preble knows her. Uh, this is a, a beautiful race for her. Um, keep an eye on Dakota Vroom too, guys. If they overdo it up front, I think this is a promising horse and she'll be hitting hitting the line quite well. But I lent to Tintuki here, Davo, in race number five. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's an interesting race. Just uh, I know you're being humble there, Luke, but that list is definitely not right to start with because you, there's, there's, actual, there's websites out there that keep stats on, on all the, the tips that's going around. We've already given Anthony a, a rap in the past around around his long-term stats as a, as a, as a tipster, but fair income, your stats would be better than most most fully-fledged tipsters going around there, and, and when you talk, you clearly, clearly, clearly know your stuff, and you've got the right uh, information behind you as well in terms of data. I appreciate it. I appreciate you defending um, me, Davo, but it's not necessary. I, I enjoy I enjoy the uh, all texts. I enjoy all texts, whether it's a little bit of, of a stir-up or, uh, or a pat on the back. I welcome all comers. It's all sweet. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I think this race, again, I think they've got the wrong favourite because... On, on the databases that I use, Hide Your Buy comes out clearly as the top raider, but mm. it's just a different setup today, isn't it, guys? I mean, 1,100 metres, there was a bit made about having to work hard to get the lead. I didn't think she had to work that hard to get the lead the other day and was caught late on the line. Now, I'm not convinced she gets the lead today. I mean, Tom DeBoogie's inside her and has got 1,000 metre mm. uh, speed. I think she might have to settle outside lead. If she leads, she's going to have to work just as hard, if not harder. The 1,200's got to be a query. And here's Tintuki finally getting a gate that if she jumps, that's the only little concern. She's a bit hit and miss out of the barriers, but if she jumps, 
she's going to be right on her tail, and she's been producing some of the best laid splits of, of the meetings her two runs back. So, Anthony, I know she's a, a horse that you you think um, clearly the one to beat in this race as well, Tintuki. Yeah, I've been waiting for her to draw a gate. As Luke said, he, he sort of took the words out of my mouth. I I, I love the way I love the fact that she trialled so well prior to her first up run at Rose Hill. She came back and drew barrier nine of ten, settled last in the run, got within a length on a leader-dominated day, and then they served up gate nine of ten again last week at Rose Hill, or two weeks ago at Rose Hill, and the track played the same, and she she came from near enough to last, and it was a similar run. So she's just been screaming to draw draw a barrier. Um, She does have tactical speed. Last preparation, she led one day at Gosford and won, and then um, she went down fighting behind Brudenell at uh, Canterbury after riding the speed. So I think she'll be much closer, and this is the race for her. So I'm making her my multi-horse race five, number nine, Tin Tukey. Here's something Wells, we'll go with you. What's too. yours? Say again, Luke? Yeah, sorry to jump in there, Manto. Just to add to your comments on Tin Tukey, best last 200 of the meeting last start, best last 400, yep. best last 600, best last 800, best last 1,000. So I'm not sure if that's yeah. any good or not, but I think uh, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> You've never seen a horse just screaming out to draw a barrier on two uh, tracks where it was difficult to make ground and, and you know she yep. gets to Ramwick and with any luck the track's a bit fairer than what it was the last couple of weeks over there at Rose Hill and you've just never seen a horse screaming for a barrier more than Tintuki and she gets it today Hurls, what's your multi-horse? Yeah, I went with Stonecoat, I'll take Brad's point in relation to the time and you know the quality of the field and possibly the rating but I think it's just got a lot of uh, upside to it um, so I think it's pretty safe bet uh, for the top four. So race eight, number three, Stonecoat for me. Omni-Man in the last for Davo. Uh, we've touched on Melody again for Marlow. And you have gone with uh, Tintuki. So, uh, yep. yeah, I think they're all... I think we look pretty safe today. So that is now open. $7, a maximum bet $25. The go-to sports and offers or today's uh, specials today's offers i beg your pardon on the website and if you are on the tab app the best tab in the business and has been uh, updated some more features this week as well and you go to racing and uh, racing specials there and it's uh, sitting there racing offers open ready to go Terrific. Okay, so $7, max bet 25 and you can bet now via your tab app or tab.com.au. Luke, we'll let you go. Good calling today. Your first race, only about 20 minutes away. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed the show, and have a great weekend, everyone. Good luck on the punt. Good on you, Luke. Luke Marlow calling the races for us at Randwick this afternoon. And uh, just before we let you go, Dave-O, just, we'll see you on Sky 1 throughout the afternoon, no doubt. But just uh, just recap your best or best value on uh, on the card for us at Randwick for our, uh, uh, for our radio listeners. Yeah, well, look, I've gone with Omni-Man, the safer option in terms of the uh, the behind-the-gates multi. But the two probably value plays for me today, Silent Agenda and Poker Jack, race eight and race number 10. I think it's race eight, six and race uh, 10. I'm not sure the number there. But, look, I, I backed Omni-Man as well, just uh, just for reference there. I backed the two horses in that last race. So, look, they're the, they're the, the main two for me today. If you're looking for one at, at a bit shorter odds, I think Wyong, uh, vindication. I don't have the race number. I think it's race five or race number six. But um, this horse has been uh, trialing the absolute house down. If you look at his form lines, he he ran second by an Exalatus, beating a lip last preparation, beat home a subsequent Saturday City winner in Banana Queen, if you don't mind, and then came out and was was uh, beaten a lip by Star Beretta, who's won a midway since. Uh, he had some issues towards the end of last prep, but he's come back an absolute jet. 
just needs a little bit of luck on the map, but he's in Class 1 grade. I think he's about three lengths better than Class 1 grade. I think he's a Saturday city horse, and I think he'll be winning there today at Wyong. Pretty keen on him. Vindication, race five or race number six, guys. Yeah, Mick, Mick Wallace tipped it as well. It's race six, number one, Vindication. Yep. It's 2.15, or at least it was when we did our preview with Mick Wallace about half an yep, hour ago. still is. On two, still is. Good on you, Hills. Thanks, Dave. Have a great day. Thanks, Anthony. Have a great day, Hills, and, and all our listeners. Good luck. Hope it's uh, a good day. All right, good banter there from Davo. So his best race eight, horse number six, silent agenda at Ramwick. 8.50 tab fixed odds, race 10, number two, Omni Man, 3.60. Anything more to add, Hurls? Yeah, just races one to six today at Ramwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm using a tab account. Applies to your first win bet. If your horse runs second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. You win some, you lose more. 1-800-858-858, the gambling helpline. Uh, just look at this multi. It's going pretty quickly, so uh, get on. Good on your hills. We'll speak during the week. Thanks for your help this morning. No worries, buddy.